book of Genesis, chapter 39, and I thought this would be a, a helpful scripture for us to read. Uh, so this is talking about our friend Joseph, and we know the story of Joseph, right? He was, he was one of the 12 sons of uh, Jacob, uh, and um, uh, you remember that the Lord uh, gave him a vision, a couple of visions, right, of the future. Uh, and then what did he immediately do once the Lord showed him these visions? He told his brothers, right, hey, you all going to serve me. Uh, and so that went over really well with the brothers, right, because uh, they were glad that the older brothers were going to serve this younger brother, right, and they were thrilled about that. No, they threw him in a hole, right? And so we ain't serving you. We can throw you in a hole. <laughs> and so uh, the thing is, did the Lord tell Joseph to share that dream with uh, his brothers? And people say, oh, you know, sometimes God, you know, sometimes God will, will, will you know, uh, uh, help you like he helped Joseph by making him go through all these heartaches and, you know, hardships and, you know, being thrown in a hole and then thrown in prison and being accused of all things. And, uh, and yet, there's no basis for that doctrine because the Lord never told Joseph to do what he did. And so he did it. And, of course, people reacted negatively, which is a complete shock, right, that people would react negatively that uh, they're going to serve you. <laughs> and, uh, and then, really, the truth of it is, from a doctrinal standpoint, the Lord caused Joseph to be successful in spite of his actions. Amen? Uh, and uh, it took many years to get to the position. You know, he could have been like Daniel. You remember Daniel? He just, uh, uh, they were looking for somebody that would interpret a dream, and Daniel said, I can do that. And then as soon as he did, they, they increased Daniel's position in, in, in uh, Babylon there uh, because of his, uh, his uh, wisdom with the Lord. He didn't have to suffer. Now, he went to the lion's den, but it was after, after these things, not before these things. Uh, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, a lot of times people, I'm going through a Joseph experience. Oh, so you're out of the will of God. So you're saying things that God never told you to say. Uh, well, you need to repent from that probably, and then, and then the Lord will, uh, will take care of you after that. But the Lord did, did uh, he was gracious to Joseph, amen, and, and uh, uh, even in spite of our faults, the Lord's able to cause us to be successful. And so, uh, that, you know, that's the good news about it, amen. Uh, and so, uh, after all these difficulties, you know, um, in fact, he's got some more difficulties coming along the way here. But in, in the meantime, he gets down here to, uh, uh, to Genesis chapter 39, and he got to uh, Potiphar's house. Uh, and it says here in verse 5, it says, It came to pass that from that time that he had made him overseer in his house, that Potiphar had made Joseph overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sakes, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Uh, in fact, it says in verse 6, and he, and he, Potiphar, left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught, he didn't know anything that he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and was well-favored. Uh, and so uh, this is the story of a, of a man of God who helped an Egyptian. Now, the Egyptians, remember, the, uh, Egypt was a type of the world, right? It's a type. We came out of Egypt, amen? We came out of the world. So Egypt is a type of the world. And here, uh, Joseph blessed a man that was from the world because of, of his wisdom and because of the grace upon his life, amen? Uh, and, you know, uh, it's perfectly fine. You know, sometimes people struggle as Christians. You know, should I work for a, a company that's not a Christian company? Well, Joseph did. You know, he worked for Potiphar. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't, a, of course, nobody was Christian then, but he wasn't a, a member of the household of Israel. He wasn't a member of the covenant of God. Uh, and yet the Bible says that Joseph blessed him, right? That, that he was blessed, that Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph. Uh, and really, that's the way you should think that uh, because you are an employee somewhere, that your company is blessed because you are there. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that 
Like when I travel, I think when I arrive on an airplane, all these people on airplane don't know how blessed they are because I've arrived. Uh, and, and I don't think that in an arrogant way. I just think that is, you know, I'm a child of God. Uh, you know, I'm a covenant member of the household of Israel. Uh, and, um, and because of that, I'm blessed. And people around me are blessed just because I arrive. Amen. <clears throat> and that's nothing on me. Uh, I'm, ca- I'm a carrier of the grace and mercy of God. Uh, and so, in fact, I was talking to someone on, on uh, one of the last airplane trips I took. And they said, well, I, you know, I'm just glad that I'm glad we made it. You know, at the end of the trip, I'm glad we made it. I said, of course we made it. You know, well, how do you know that? Uh, I said, well, because I'm here. If I'm here, we're going to make it because the Lord promised me a long life, and I've not lived a long life yet, so uh, that's all i got to know. If I haven't lived a long life, then we're going to make it to the other side. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, and it was just, you know, it, to him it was like, uh, I've never heard that before. Uh, and, well, it says right here that the, that, the, that the man that Joseph worked for was blessed. Because Joseph was blessed. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, it's perfectly fine to work uh, for a, a company that, that's not a Christian company. Amen. Uh, now, you know, if it's, a, if it's the mafia, you know, you might want to, you know, uh, question whether that's the appropriate job or not. You know, the Lord will lead you in that, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of new, just neutral companies, right, that's not trying to uh, subvert the, the law of the land or anything like that. And so... Uh, so it's okay to know that, you know, I'm here, and because I'm here, Potiphar's house is going to be blessed. Amen? So whatever you lay your hands to, in fact, it talks a lot about, you know, everything that he laid his hands to was prosperous. And Joseph, and of course, that was a promise from back in the book of Deuteronomy, that everything that you lay your hands to will prosper. It didn't say as long as it's uh, of a Christian origin. Amen? Uh, and so we're just thankful that we can do that. And so um, I do know... Uh, Jared, do you want to give uh, give a little short testimony there? Uh, what's going on for you? Yeah. <laughs> so what's 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 going on with you? A week from a week from tomorrow, right? Just, uh, what uh, what's your position? You're an engineer, right? So. So, so Joseph, so, so Jared starts as an engineer a week from Monday, right? So that's the whole, whole point of, of that there. And so, um, uh, and so congratulations, Jared. And, and uh, of course, he worked four uh, years to obtain that engineering degree. And um, we're, we're thankful that, uh, you know, his desire was to stay here in Dayton uh, because he believes that's the will of God. Well, if that's the will of God, then the Lord's obligated to find him an engineering job in Dayton. You know, Dayton is not exactly a, a metropolis, amen? Uh, and for him to find a, an engineering job, a good engineering job here in Dayton, is a real blessing of the Lord, amen? Uh, anybody else got a testimony they want to share before we uh, go into praise and worship today? Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a honey. 
Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, the, we're the carriers of the Lord. Amen. And so, um, uh, because we've arrived, you know, and, and that's, of course, that's the story right there. Uh, we see that with Joseph. We see that with Daniel. We see that other, other men and women in the scriptures because we're here because we carry the power of God with us. Amen. Now, there's no inherent uh, blessing because of me personally, uh, but I'm a carrier. Amen. Because of that, then the, the people around us are blessed. And so uh, anybody else have a testimony they want to share? wait here awkwardly till someone else you know, says something <laughs> yes ma'am yeah amen and uh just healed you recently too right uh and so raise your hands worship the lord amen uh, and so uh, you know you could everyone could testify about something just in a sense that the lord's good to us amen and um you know i'm thankful every day for the lord how much that he does for me amen how much he reveals to me how much he blesses me and watches over me and it speaks to me you know I, I pray over a lot of folks you know lord remind them every day how much you love them you know that's a that's a testimony in itself when you when you know that the lord loves you you know that's a testimony because a lot of people they're so they feel so unloved in this world well just let the lord remind you how much he loves you uh and he did that i remember he did that years ago for me just going through some things and you know people can be unkind to you yeah, and then the Lord just reminded me how much he loved me. And, and that, that made the world a difference because after that, it's like, well, I don't like you. Yeah, but the Lord loves me. Yeah, but I don't like you. Okay, but, but uh, you don't like me, but the Lord likes me. So, you know, what your comments really have no impact on my life after, after that, right? It, was just, it never bothered me when people don't, I don't like you. Well, okay, that's really uh, you missing out, right? <laughs> and so, but does the Lord love you? He does. Amen. Uh, he desires good things for you. Amen. Praise God. Uh, well, let's stand and greet each other for just a minute, and then we'll get into praise and worship. Thank you.
Father, we know that no one as unworthy as us qualified to worship you. And yet, Father, by your word and through your spirit, you have made us worthy to not only worship you from afar, Father, you have torn the very veil that stands between us and the glory of heaven. Open the Father and made us worthy to enter into your presence, the presence of the Most High, Father. You have made us worthy to stand before the throne, to worship the Almighty God. Father, we have no inherent worth other than what you've bestowed upon us. You've declared, Father, that we are worthy. You have raised us up, Father, to be worthy. You, Father, have invited us in to the very throne of heaven, to the very throne over the presence of the Most High God. So, Father, we stand before you, unworthy in ourselves, Father, but by faith knowing that you have made us worthy. And we say you are worthy, Father, to be worshipped. We say, Father, that you are the Most High God. You, Father, are the great King of kings and the Lord of lords, worthy of all majesty and honor and glory, Father. Father, you said you, you seek and long for such to worship you, those who would raise up their voices and say how wonderful you are and how mighty you are and how worthy you are, Father, to receive all glory and honor. We declare, Father, you are worthy. You are worthy, Father, of honor and praise and glory. Thank you, Father. You have made us worthy. You have raised us up, Father, seated us in heavenly places. Those, Father, that have made out of dust and clay, you have elevated, Father, and empowered with your spirit made us clean, Father, by your blood, washed us with your word, and presented us before the throne of God. Father, we thank you that we are made brand new in you, Father. Clean, Father, that we stand before you. Thank you, Father, for all your glory and honor. Thank you for your presence of the Most High God. Thank you for dwelling in us and among us. Father, we're so thankful for what you've done. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are worthy, Father, of all glory and honor and praise. And Father, for all eternity, we will worship the Most High God. We're so very thankful, Father, that you've raised us up and you've made us worthy to worship the holy and the almighty God, the King of heaven, the King of the universe. You have allowed us, Father, to stand in your presence and worship you, Father. And so, Father, we, we will remain thankful all the days of our life knowing what you've done for us, what you've done on our behalf. Father, we will not dis disrespect you. 
by saying that we are unworthy to worship you, Father. Thank you. You have made us worthy, Father. goodness and mercy and your kindness towards us. We thank you for these things, Father. And we give you all praise and honor for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? You know, it's good to, uh, it's good to have a healthy understanding that we in and of ourselves are unworthy to worship the Lord. But that's not the end of the story. The end of the story is that he has made us worthy. Amen. You know, a person of faith can declare that uh, I am unworthy, but the Lord has made me worthy. That's what a person of faith uh, says. A person without faith says I am unworthy uh, to worship the Lord. And they leave it at that. And they never enter into his presence feeling unworthy. But that's not what a person of faith does. A person of faith understands that we have no inherent worth to stand in his presence, but he has raised us up. Amen. Uh, and so we should be people of faith. If he says that, that, uh, that he has raised us up, then we should be okay worshiping him. Amen? Amen? You know, a lot of times people with little faith will say, well, the Lord could never forgive me. And so they'll remain in their sin and remain in their position uh, outside the fellowship of the Lord uh, maybe all the days of their life. The person of faith will say, uh, you know, I have sinned or committed an infraction against the will and plan of God, but he was kind enough to, to forgive me. He paid a great price to forgive me. That's what a person of faith does, is understand what the price that was paid uh, is something we should not think lightly of. When you say that I'm unworthy to be forgiven, you think lightly of the blood of Jesus. You think that the blood of Jesus is not sufficient for you, that, that you are uh, more valuable than the blood of Jesus. And the things you have done are greater than the blood of Jesus. Yeah, that is not a position of faith. Amen. A position of faith says, uh, yes, I have made a mistake and fallen short of the glory of God. But by his grace and his blood, he has chosen to forgive me. And I choose to receive that forgiveness. That's what people of faith do. They receive forgiveness. Amen. Uh, I am not impressed by, by you staying in your sin. And because you feel unworthy to be forgiven. That doesn't impress the Lord, doesn't impress heaven, and it sure doesn't impress me uh, because his blood was shed for you. You know, his blood wasn't shed for perfect people. You know that, right? He didn't come down and go, I came to help all the perfect people, people who need no help. I came to help them. Uh, that, that was not in the plan. There's a few people who thought they were perfect. We, we don't need the Messiah. You know, he dealt with many of them, didn't he? Uh, and uh, they thought that we are perfect. You know, I've met a few people who think they're perfect over the years. And uh, I think, well, would you like a list? You know, I could give you a whole list right now that, that proves you wrong. Amen. Uh, and, you know, I know people who say, I have never done anything wrong. Really? Is that right? I have never done anything wrong. You're just saying that is wrong. Amen. You're making that statement right there. You're already on the wrong foot. Amen. Uh, I mean, my Bible says that all have fallen short. Right? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. You know what that means? We're all in the same boat. You know, there's no, uh, you know, I'm so much better than you. You are not any better than me. You are just as messed up as the rest of us. Amen. Join the crowd. And so uh, people of faith know that. People of faith know we've messed up, but he forgives us. Amen. Uh, and, uh, and people of faith will do everything they can to never have to come back to the, to the throne of mercy, to obtain a throne of grace, obtain mercy, 
and receive forgiveness. They'll do everything they can to not get there. But if it happens, they'll go back. Amen. I just feel so unworthy to go back to the throne. Boring. It's boring. It's, it's lack of faith. Amen. First face, yeah, I messed up. I'm going straight to the throne and repent. Amen. It's not like, he, it's not like he's unaware. Really? You messed up again? You know, here we go again. Uh, you know, his blood is sufficient. Amen. Now, don't, don't diminish the blood of Jesus with, with your uh, lack of faith. Amen. Uh, be, be bold. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Lord, I messed up. I did it wrong again. You know, it's not like it takes the Lord by surprise. Get on again. Here we go again. It's, he knew before he, he flung a star in the sky that you would be there. Uh, and, you know, uh, I remember one person said years ago, and I, it, it, you just have to meditate on this one. He said, you know, the Lord is never disappointed in you because he, he already knows every mistake you're ever going to make. You know, you're disappointed when somebody, when you hope that they're going to do one thing, but they didn't do that. And you go, wow, I was hoping that they would do right. And they didn't. I'm so disappointed in them. The Lord's never disappointed in you because he's like, oh, yeah, tomorrow they're going to mess up. You know, but I'll be here. Uh, and when they come, I will forgive them. Uh, and so uh, oftentimes we are disappointed in people around us. You ever been disappointed in somebody? I'm so disappointed in you. I think I've said those words many times, you know. But the Lord's never says those words because he would have to be taken by surprise to be disappointed in you. Amen. Uh, and so he's not surprised when you, when you succeed, and he's not surprised when you fail. Amen? Uh, and so he's good to all, and so we're thankful for that. So let's open up our Bibles in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6. We'll continue there today. You know, uh, he spent a, the Lord Jesus spent a lot of time talking about, um, uh, about uh, not worrying. Amen? Take no thought. And so he spent a lot of time here uh, uh, telling us, and so if he spent a lot of time, it's probably good for us to spend a little time talking about not worrying, amen? And of course, he talked about how can you add uh, one cubic to your stature by worrying? And so uh, if you worry, then, um, you know, you, you got to think about it like it, because some people sometimes say, well, it's no big deal to worry. Well, you know, if you're worrying, then uh, it means that you're not in faith. And so if you're worrying, you're not changing anything. Because the whole purpose of worrying, oftentimes, Lord, I'm worrying about this. I want it to change. That's great. You're not helping it at all. You're not advancing your cause at all by worrying. Because Jesus said, can you do a single thing about it by worrying? By taking a single thought, can you change the circumstance? No. But can you change the circumstance if you get in faith? That's the primary purpose of faith is to change the circumstance. So by you worrying, you're not helping your cause or the cause of the people that you're worrying for. If you'll switch over to faith, you can change and help both your cause and the cause of the people or the situations that you're worrying about. So, so you got to get out of the worry and get into faith. Because worry just keeps you exactly where you're at. And nothing will change. And you'll have not advanced your cause or anybody else's cause. Uh, you're not a help to God or to you. Uh, in fact, he came down to uh, uh, the end of this chapter. He says... But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, you know, in footnotes there that you're worrying about, shall be added unto you. So he gives us a, a prescription here of how to obtain the things that we're worrying about. What, what's the requirement? What's our responsibility? Seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. When, when we read the word of God, <clears throat> we like the promise. Well, the promise is he'll add all these things unto me. That's a great promise, right? <clears throat> That's not the end of the promise. 
Because the promise says, I have a responsibility. What's my responsibility? I'm responsible to seek first. So if I don't seek first, if I just stay and worry, then is the Lord's response, well, I'm just going to punish him and not give him anything. He's not punishing us by not giving us these things that we need. He said, here's the deal. Here's the covenant I make with you. If you'll seek me, I'll give you all these things. Well, Lord, I'm, I, can't, I can't seek you first. I've got to worry. Well, Lord's like, well, then, then see, he's unable to. See, we think he's punishing us by not giving these things. It's not, he's not punishing me. He's unable to complete the promise that he made to me. Is he going to lie? Well, Lord, I, I'm seeking you first. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it, though. I, I know you're doing your part. I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it today. It's not, no, we're not doing it. Is, is that ever happened? Has he ever, in heaven, go, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll give you, sometimes I won't give it to you. Now, see, much of the church has lied to the people and said, well, you know, sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no. Have you ever, anybody ever heard that in church, right? Sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no. Sometimes, if they're really, really spiritual, they'll be like, well, uh, just wait a while, you know, just maybe not today. Or they'll say something like, well, you know, God said no because he has something better. You know, most of the time you just want what you need. I mean, it'd be great to have better, but, you know, you'd be okay with just get what you asked for. Amen. Uh, well, you know, I can get what you asked for today, or if you'd rather wait till forever, I can get you something better, right? But anybody ever see somebody who actually got the better? Nobody ever got the better, right? Because it's not in faith. Because, because if you ask, you'll get what you receive. Amen. He didn't say uh, get better. Uh, and I, I know he can do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So we need to be asking and thinking for great things. Amen. Uh, but see, he, he, that's the deal. Uh, this is the order of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. So first. So, so we have to move first before, the God, before God moves. Is that what he says? Seek first. So your part is first. Amen? Now, his part was actually first because he made the promise. But then it's, a, it's just a, a, uh, an un, uh, a promise that is of no value until we move. So he's made the promise. Now the ball's in our court. Well, Lord, I don't have time to seek you first. I've got to worry. I've been taking all these thoughts. What am I going to do, Lord? Uh, you know, you got, you, Lord, you've got to do something about that. I'm trying to do something about it. I'm waiting for you to ask me to do something about it. I'm, I'm waiting for you to be in faith. Well, Lord, I can't be in faith. I don't know if it's going to, you know, they're probably not going to make it. I don't know if they're going to make it or not. You know, I hope they make it, but they may not make it, you know. Well, that's worrying, amen? Uh, and so uh, the thing I love about the Word of God, I love verses like uh, uh, Matthew six thirty three. Very simple. God's part, man's part. Every promise you, I mean, I, I, I don't know hardly any promises, maybe one or two promises in the Word of God that is completely sovereign. I'll just do it. Well, one of the uh, sovereign promises of God was he sent the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in the fullness of time, he sent Jesus. Uh, and he, another, another sovereign will of God, another sovereign act of God is he's going to send Jesus back. What if you don't want Jesus to come back? Doesn't matter, he's coming back. What if you don't believe he's coming back? He's still coming back. What if you want to come back today? It doesn't matter. He's coming back when he wants to. That's sovereign, right? That means nothing you can pray about it. You can believe it or you cannot believe it. It doesn't really matter. He's coming back. Amen? That's what, you know, the Lord uh, many years ago said, there's no such thing as atheists. There's only people who hope they're atheists, right? Because he's coming back. Well, I don't believe he's coming back. doesn't matter. He's still coming back. Amen? Uh, well, how do you know? Because he said he was coming back. Well, how do you, how do you know that's true? Because he's never lied. He's got a good track record. Amen? Uh, and so... Uh, so he, he made this deal here. That's why I love the word of God. I can look at this verse. I can say, okay, Lord, 
do I have any part to play? Yes. The answer is almost always yes. You have a part to play. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. That means I've got three things, and then you'll have them. Uh, uh, if, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, ask what you will and shall be done unto you. Again, I've got three responsibilities there, and he'll do it unto me. What if I don't want to do my part? Then he's unable to do his part. Because he said, seek first, so you ha- you're, you're, you're the next step for this to happen. Right? You're, you've got the next Amen. phase for if you want something, if you want God to do something in your life, you're first. Lord, I just, I just want you to give it to me, Lord. They said, no, that's not the deal I made. He, he's the one who gets to make the deal. Amen? Did he make the deal? Well, Lord, I don't like that deal. Well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, people all the time, Lord, I don't want that deal. I just want to worry, and you just, you just give to me anyway. Uh, uh, no. No, he doesn't work that way. He, he's the one that, that, uh, that created all things. He gets to make the rules. Well, I don't like those rules. People all the time don't like the rules of God. But they're the easiest rules in the world. Seek him, seek him first. It's so hard. Why is, so, why is it so hard? Just do it. Just seek him first. I, people just, they seem to struggle with, really what they're saying is, Lord, I just want to do whatever I want to do, and then you bless me. That, you know, that's, that's humanity right there. Welcome to the human race. Amen? It doesn't work that way. He gets to make the rules. And see, if you're smart, you're like, well, you know, if I follow his rules, then it, then it works. Amen? You, you ever got, uh, you, you get these like super complicated uh, instructions, right? To, you, you go buy something and there's 17 pages of assembly instructions, right? Now, I'm, I'm a manual reader. Some people, they hate manuals. I ain't doing it. I'll figure it out. And they get done. Look, I've got done half the time. I've got like eight, eight parts left. I've got all kinds of stuff left. Well, don't you think those parts are important? Probably not. Well, you know, they probably are. Amen? I like to read the rules like, well, you know. And then sometimes, of course, sometimes they're written by Chinese people. It's like, you know, they, their English is really bad here. But, you know, you can slog, slog through it and find the instructions. And at the end of it, you know, if you have some faith in the people who wrote that, uh, it, it should work out. Amen. I know sometimes it doesn't because they're not God, right? They're not perfect and they do make mistakes. Uh, but I like following the instructions. Uh, and then, you know, sometimes you, you, get, to, you get involved with, with the government and they make things, you know, impossibly difficult to figure out. And like, here, if you, want, if you want these benefits, you've got to follow these instructions. And sometimes I just, you know, just because uh, uh, I'm not going to let them win, I will follow the instructions to the letter. And it may take me six months to do it, you know, but I have, you get all the paperwork and you, you get everything done. And then maybe they will shine the grace upon you, right, and, and give you whatever that you have need of. Well, the Lord, the, he's much easier. Seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, so in the situations that you're worrying about, you've got to, well, Lord, if I'm going to seek you first, then, then uh, he prescribes, uh, he gives us the details by primarily the Apostle Paul and also Peter uh, about how, how, to, how, to do, how to live this way, how to live where you can seek first the kingdom of God. And you know, people, they seem to struggle with this, and this is not hard. In fact, there's nothing really hard in the word of God. The only difficulty is in the conflict in your heart. It's not in following the word. It's that you don't want to follow the word, that you would prefer to stay in your worry, to stay in your fretting, stay in your anxiety, and just, you, just the inertia of life that you've been, well, I've done that all my life. Well, you know, are you breathing air? Well, yeah, then you can change. I mean, that's, that's, the, only, that's the only requirement to you to being able to change is are you breathing air? Everybody in here breathing air? I've held my breath for 18 years. That's amazing. 
No, you've been breathing air. Then you're qualified to change. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, how, how, do you, how do you seek first the kingdom of God? He said, if you do that, all, the, all these things will be added unto you. Now, this is an, a situation where sometimes you don't, you, don't, you don't even have to ask for these things. Just as a benefit of you uh, following the will of God, he'll give you some things. But then we see other scriptures that, that you do need to pray about these things. So, so let's see what the word of God says. Let's, let's figure out how we live in such a way where we never worry again. And, and the scriptures are clear, plain. Never worry about tomorrow, about your bank account, about your car, your kids, uh, your job, you know, the economy. Doesn't, there's, there's nothing that you can find in this earth that you can say, yep, got to worry about that. God will not come through. I'm going to have to worry about that. I'm just going to have to spend some time and wringing my hands and sweating and staying up at night uh, and not sleeping because of this thing. Uh, well, that's not a thing, right? When I was in management, you know, one of the, they loved the management, one of the management mantras they would say was, we need to, what keeps you up at night? That's what we need to focus on. I'm like, nothing keeps me up at night. I sleep good every night. You don't worry about anything? Nothing. Wow. Then, then there's nothing for us to do, right? Now, and, of course, you know, these people, they make the biggest deal out of the smallest things. Amen? It's like, well, look, I mean, yeah, we, we got the paint wrong. Nobody's going to die. Oh, we got to get that paint right. Okay, we can get it right. But it's not, wor- it's not worthy for me to, to sweat about it at all. Amen? We'll just, we'll just fix it and go on. Amen? Been in meetings before, and they'd say, well, who, who is at fault for this? It's like, that is not an important question right now. What's important is, how do we fix this? We can deal with whoever did this and why they did it later on. That's not the, the priority right now. I mean, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to worry about anything. But uh, uh, so many times people want to find things to worry about. And there's plenty of things to, that in the natural realm are worthy to be worthy to, uh, worried about, but not from the spiritual standpoint. There's nothing in this life that you can find that's worthy for you to spend a minute of worry about. Because if the Lord really does provide for us, does he provide for us? Then is there, is there anything that you can find that, well, I'm going to have to worry about that because God might not come through. Didn't he say, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and how many things will be added unto you? All these things. Is that not a promise? Did he say, did he say those things? He did, right? Uh, and so we get here uh, uh, in Philippians chapter 4. Now, the book of Philippians is a great, is a great book. We've been actually going through the, the book of Philippians on Wednesday nights. And um, I think we've only been on it like three years, something like that. We'll get through with it before Jesus comes back, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and so, uh, unless people are praying, come quickly, Lord, and then we won't get through with it, it's your fault. Uh, and so, uh, but, uh, uh, but, you know, where, where was Paul when he wrote the book of Philippians? Anybody know? He's in prison, right? Uh, and, uh, uh, and so, he's in prison. And, and so, let's start out in a wonderful verse, verse 4, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now, where, where was he when he wrote this? Prison. I got nothing to be happy about. I am in the Roman prison. You know, the Roman prisons were not like our prisons. Amen? We took a, we took a cruise one time and stopped on the island of Malta, which is, which is where, um, uh, I guess, uh, Paul w- was stranded there one time. And they showed us some of, the, some of the, uh, the jails, the prisons there. It's a hole in the ground. I mean, it's just literally just, they just dug a hole and they put some metal bars on it and that's the prison. That's it. There's no air conditioning. There's no TV. There's no, there's no bed. It's just a hole in the ground. 
and they throw you in a hole in the ground and they put a bar in front of you so you can't get out. Uh, and so that's the kind of prison that Paul spent time in uh, when he was in Rome. Now, other times he was in house arrest, uh, but even when he was in house arrest, they would chain a, a Roman soldier to him, which would be really awkward, right? I mean, you got to go brush your teeth. You got to go, you know, do other things. And uh, hey, Bob, you know, we got to go or, you know, uh, Bob Jim, Jimbo, right? We got to come up with good names. Jimbo, uh, Jimbo, we got to go take care of some business. Come on, let's go. I mean, you know, what if he don't want to go? It doesn't matter. He's going, right? Uh, and so uh, in the midst of that, he said, rejoice in the Lord. How many times? Always. So is there a situation where uh, it would be inappropriate to, to rejoice in the Lord? Well, uh, things are looking really bad, Lord. There's no way I can rejoice. I mean, Paul was in prison when he wrote this. Rejoice in the Lord how often? Always. Amen. Uh, and so th then, uh, of course, he said verse 5 there. Verse 6, though, he comes down. Verse 6, 7, and 8, some of the most amazing verses that you'll find in the, in the New Covenant. Uh, he says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, and Jared, would you bring up the, uh, the amplified version of, of verse 6 there? Uh, we don't usually use the word being careful for, for things there. The amplified version says, uh, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Is that what it says right there? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. So... Uh, on the list of things that you could worry about, which things are qualified that you could worry about according to this verse? Nothing, right? Do not fret to have any, any anxiety about anything except for your kids. That's okay, right? Except for your paycheck. Well, that's okay because, you know, there's a footnote right there, right? It says, do not fret to have anything anxiety about anything unless it's your kids. Well, then it's okay. Is that, is that, is that what it says? No, so, so our responsibility is to read the scriptures as, as humble students of the word and say, well, Lord, if you said to not fret or have any anxiety about anything, then nothing I worry about or nothing I have, I'm anxious about or fretting about qualifies to, to override this verse. So if you do find things that uh, you will be anxious about or that you will fret about, then you're out of the will of God. Is, are we in the will of God if we follow this verse? If we don't follow this verse, are we in the will of God? Well, no. So if you're out of the will of God, then, then we've got to straighten up. Amen. So do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, I mean, that's easy to say. But, but why, why would we have the reason and the ability to not worry about anything? Well, he tells us why we don't have to worry about anything. Because, well, you can't just not worry. Well, sure you can. Right? Uh, again, any doctrine that says you don't have a choice, not correct doctrine. Amen. You can't just not worry. You can just not worry if you want to. Just a second. I mean, it doesn't even take long, like a second, right? I mean, on a slow day, we'll give you two seconds. But uh, anytime you want to not worry, you can just not worry. Because he said, why? Why, are you, why do you have the ability to not worry about anything? Because he said, in every circumstance. In other words, in every situation, every circumstance where you might have the, the temptation to worry, here's what you need to do about it. And this is how you get out of worry. This is how you stop worrying about things. This is how you stop fretting about things, being anxious about things, is you do what the Word of God says. The Word of God says, in those moments, in that circumstance, in that situation, in everything, by prayer and petition. A petition is a definite request. By prayer and a definite request. So now you're worrying about whatever you're worrying about, right? You're worrying, let's say you're worrying about your kids, because you know that one's, you know, it's easy. Everybody, everybody's required to worry about the kids, right? Because they're your kids and you worry about them. 
Uh, but he said, instead of worrying about them, because does worry change anything? So you can worry about them for 10 years and you'll have not helped them one bit. But if you really loved them, you'd want to help them, wouldn't you? So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, of course, I told this to a mother one time. She wasn't really happy. I said, you don't really love your kids. You just love that your kids love you. Uh, and so, because all she did was worry about them. Well, you don't really love them because if you love them, you do something to help them. And so you're not really helping them by worrying about them. You're just being selfish. Now, of course, you know, that went over really well uh, to the mom there. Uh, and so, uh, because he says, if there's a situation that arises that you, that you see, and, 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 and if it continues in that way, it won't work out well for them. Well, that's a normal part of, of our life, right? We see that our kids are doing something, you know, or the, the job is doing something, or the boss is doing something, or the bank is doing something. You see some circumstance or some situation that, that if it continues, it will not end well. And so something has to change. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. But that's the whole point of faith, is to do something about it. Amen? See, if you, if you, if you don't do what it says, if you just, well, I'm just not going to fret or have any anxiety about it, you still haven't helped the situation because it will just continue. And see, that's where a lot of people get to uh, where instead of, instead of doing something about it by faith, they just have a non-caring attitude. Well, I don't care if it all burns down the ground, nothing to me. Well, that's really great, except for the people that were needing to take advantage of that or needing to be helped by that. I, mean, I don't care if my job fails, you know, nothing to me. Well, what about all the other people that don't know anything about faith? You've got to help them a bit. So not worrying or not fretting, that's not what it says. It doesn't say don't, don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, period. It says do something about it. Change the circumstance. Uh, and so we don't need to have a non-caring attitude. We need to have a caring attitude. We care enough to do something about it. Amen? And, that, and that's really the, the job of the, of the New Testament Christian, spirit-filled, faith-filled Christian is to do something about it. Make an impact in your life. Amen? Well, how do you do that? Well, he tells us right there, by prayer and definite request. So a definite request is just, well, Lord, just, you know, do something. I'm trying to do something. What would you like me to do? Just anything, Lord, just anything. Well, that, you know, you ever had somebody just go do something? Well, what do you want to do? You know, uh, some, sometimes, because uh, my makeup is, uh, I, I like clarity, right? You want me to do something for you? Well, what would you like me to do? And some people, they, 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 they don't like it, you know. Well, go paint the wall. Okay, what color would you like me to paint it? Well, I don't know, just a color. Okay, well, would you like, you know, eggshell? Would you like flat? Would you like semi-gloss? Would you like high-gloss? I don't know. Just, it's like, okay, but it's your stuff, right? If it's your stuff, I need, I need someone. Well, just, you know, just do things. And it's, well, you know, I need a definite uh, uh, help here, right? I need some, a specific. You want me to help you, but I need some specific. What do you exactly would you like me to do? And that's what the Lord's asking us. He said, I need you to tell me exactly what you want. A definite request. Not just a general request. Lord, bless them. That's great, you know, and, and that's fine to pray that on occasion. Lord, bless them. Okay, in, in what way would you like me to bless them? Like, I don't know. But just, you know, something, right? Make them taller. I don't know, you know. Uh, 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 you know, make them smarter. Well, you know, some things take a little more uh, prayer than, than uh, other things, right? So he said, uh, not have, uh, to not have any anxiety, well, that's great. But that's not the end of it. Then we need to go and we need to, through prayer and a definite request, with thanksgiving. Remember we talked about being thankful? Well, we'll talk about thanksgiving in just a minute. Continue to make your wants known to God. So, Lord, here's what I want. I want you to protect them, to keep them safe, keep them alive, Lord, long enough for them to see uh, your will and plan for their life. 
I pray that I can't tell you how many times I pray that prayer for people. Lord, keep them alive long enough. Protect them. Watch over them. Because uh, you, you, can't, you can't say, Lord, change their mind. He can't do that. He will not override anybody's will. But what, it, what he will do is he will reveal the, to them, if you stay on this path, it will not end well for you. He will give them the revelation knowledge. Because a lot of people just don't know. You think, how can they not know? Because some people are just stupid. Right? They just don't, they, they think, this is, this is good. I'm doing good. Right? What's the last thing that the redneck says? Ha <laughs> watch this, right? Uh, and then that's the last thing you, you know, because he thinks it's going to be good. Lord, show them, right? And of course, you know, in the South, we say, Lord, bless their heart, which means, Lord, they're really stupid and, and show them how stupid they are, right? Uh, and so, so sometimes a definite request, Lord, show them that the path that they're on will not end well for them. Uh, a definite request, Lord, uh, they told me that, uh, that they're going to fire me from this job or lay me off, uh, lay me off this job. Uh, and uh, then you got to decide, what, what do you want? You know, I was trying to help somebody with this uh, a while back, and, and uh, they were about to lose their job. I said, well, what do you want? Well, I, wanna, I guess I want to keep my job. Well, there's no guessing. You've you got to know. So, well, you know, it's okay if they fire me. If not, okay. Well, then that's no, there's no definite request there. Well, then just, it's just case or asura, whatever will be, will be. That's not what he said. He said, by definite request, what exactly do you want? Lord, I just want your will. You know, you ever, you ever get people, you go to the restaurant with them, what do you want? I don't know. Well, okay, how old will I be when you know? How long are we going to be here? Because you've got to know, right? I mean, well, the waitress comes and you've got to know. Well, just, just get me anything. And, and you end up with, you know, uh, frog eyes or something, you know. And, and, and you know, I, I, I don't want to risk it. You know, just, just whatever. You know, just bring whatever. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, because they're going to bring you leftovers, right? Uh-huh. And so... Definite request. See, this is why you don't have to have to fret because if if you can make a definite request to the Lord, Lord, here's my request: to show them and to protect them and to keep them safe and sound until until they see the light of God. That's a definite request. Is that not a definite request? That's a definite request. Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, I, I need a job. You know, I told you I've been been laid off before. Uh, Lord, uh, I need a job. That's as good as job I've got. Or better is fine, but I need a, I need a job. Uh, I remember when I was in high school that, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of people, I was ruined by listening to Kenneth Copeland. And he said, you know, when you pray, make a definite request. And I said, okay, Lord, I need a car. And I want a car. I want to have manual transmission, right? I want to have a sunroof. I want, you know, I want to have a good stereo. You know, I didn't know. You know, I didn't care what kind of car it was, you know, uh, like Ford or Chevy, you know, whatever. Uh, I know people are like that's heresy, right? Uh, it's, uh, but uh, but this is the things I wanted. I wanted these things, and that's exactly what I got, right? Seven hundred fifty dollars, uh, and it was a it was a faith car. I had to believe God every day in, in college, you know. And, and literally, the the I graduated on a Saturday. By Wednesday, uh, it, the transmission exploded, and, and it was just it, it was just a hunk of metal, right? But it made it all the way through. It made it all the way through, you know. And that was when I carried used to carry a case of oil in the trunk, right? Uh, and I used to fill up with gas, fill up with oil. Uh, and so, but it made it, it made it through. Uh, and so that was a definite request. With Thanksgiving, what's the Thanksgiving about? Well, if you believe that he's going to answer your prayer, wouldn't you be thankful that he's going to answer your prayer? Yes. See, remember Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then what? And then you'll have them. So if you really believe that you can receive them, wouldn't you be thankful? I mean, if, if, if I said, hey, I'm going to give you $100, and I came over and gave you $100, uh, 
I'm not going to give you $100, but if I did that, wouldn't you be thankful? But see, but see, if you knew me and I said, I'm going to give you $100, if you really knew me, you knew I was going to give it to you. So you'd be thankful. If you knew me, if I said I'm going to give you $100, you okay, well, have you got it yet? No, but he said he's going to give it to me, so, so it's coming. So you'd be thankful just like you had it. Now, some people say you give $100, like, I ain't putting no money down on that one, right? I mean, it may never come. Uh, some people, you know, you can't trust them. But, but if the Lord says it, if he said make a definite request, and he said whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe, and you shall have them, See, then it's easy to be thankful before you receive it. So that's, that's why you're, you're thankful. That's why you have thanksgiving is because, Lord, I'm, you said to pray. And, and, you know, I was worried about that person there, that they're not doing well. But you said pray. And, and, and if you said to pray that I'll receive what I've asked for. So I, I thank you for doing that, Lord. And, and now, do you know how it's going to look, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen? No, but you just know it's going to happen. Amen. So a lot of times we, we put all kind of constraints on the Lord, you know, and, uh, and start telling him his time frame about how to do things. You know, I know sometimes it is necessary to put a constraint on it, but, but a lot of times you don't know. Because especially in dealing with people, you know, people are really dumb. And they, they're slow. And you, Lord, help them. Aren't we all dumb and slow compared to the Lord? All of us need help just to get out of the rain sometimes. You know, and so, Lord, help them. You know, yeah, I'm working on it. It, it, it. This is a long-term deal, right? That, that's why one of the fruits of the Spirit is called long-suffering. You ever dealt with people? Long-suffering is specifically a fruit that's helpful in dealing with people over a long period of time because you suffer for them. You know that what they're going through is difficult. They don't, they, it shouldn't have to be difficult, but it, because of their own choices, they're in a difficult situation. And it hurts you to see some people uh, suffer, doesn't it? You suffer along with them. Well, if you make a definite request, the Lord is coming. It's on its way. Uh, he's, that's why you can be thankful. You continue to make your wants known to God. So uh, something rises up, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray about that, and, um, uh, and you're going you're to help me out. And my definite request is this. This is what, I, what I'm asking you to do, Lord. Show them, protect them, uh, grant mercy to them, right? Whatever it is. Forgive them. We read about 1 John 5, 16. says you can pray for, for the forgiveness for other people. It's an amazing verse, amen? Uh, not, mu- not much is done in that area. Uh, and so, uh, so this is why we can seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to us because we can do this right here. Do not fret or have any, anxi- any, any, any anxiety about anything because it's a waste of time. There's no value in you, wor- in you worrying because you're not helping the people you think you're helping. You're not helping yourself and you're not helping the people that you're worried about. You're of no value to them. But if you'll not fret and not have any anxiety and you have definite requests, now God can move on their behalf. Because he said, I can't move until you seek me first. I can't do my part until you do your part. And worrying is not our part. That, he didn't give that. That's not, in fact, he told us, don't do these things, right? Don't worry about anything. Anything. So is there anything worthy to be worth to, uh, to wor- worry about? No. no. Uh, you have to get that set on your heart. doesn't matter how big, how small. You know, I only worry about the big things. Big compared to who? Big compared to the Lord, there's nothing, there's nothing big compared to the Lord, amen? And so uh, if, you wanna, if you wanna be successful in, in Matthew 6, 33, seek, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, this is how you do it. Are you follow this? Is this hard? Is this hard to understand? Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. How can I make any sense? I mean, you know, I know for some people, you know, uh, 
third grade was the six hardest years of school, but you know, this is not a difficult verse to understand, right? Uh, and so, uh, do not fret to have any anxiety. That took a while. People figured out that one, right? <laughs> and so, uh, uh, this is pretty straightforward, amen? And what you'll find is the Word of God is really pretty straightforward. If you're willing to do it. Well, Lord, I can't do that. Why not? All you got to do is just do it. Just, Lord, the, uh, when that worry comes up, that care, right? I mean, it's not that we're uncaring, amen? Like, remember what we said earlier that a lot of people just, they refuse to just they, they not care about anything. Well, they just have a non-caring attitude. And the world is just is burning around them, and they're not doing a single thing with faith to change it. They're still of no value to the Lord, not helping anybody of it all. And they're really selfish people that are that way, right? I'm not going to care about anything, and I will deal with it in prayer. Uh, you, you want to try and bring worry into my life? I'll just deal with it in prayer. You want to not act right around me, I'll just deal with it in prayer. Uh, you, uh, you, uh, the, my boss wants to fire me, I'll deal with it in prayer. Amen? Uh, the economy wants to be run on the ground, I'll deal with it in prayer. And you see, once I deal in prayer, see, then I can be thankful. Lord, it's coming. I'm so thankful. It's coming. It's on its way. See, I don't have to wait till it's here to be thankful. I can be thankful once faith goes forward. Once faith is, is expressed, then I'm thankful immediately. I don't have to wait for the package to arrive. As soon as I place the order as a definite request and petition, then I'm thankful immediately. I don't have to wait to the end. I can be thankful right now. Amen. And see, if we'll live that way, see, uh, verse 6, uh, you know, I know that this is not really a big revelation, but verse 6 comes before verse 7, right? Uh, 6 comes before 7. And somehow my page got flipped here. Uh, if you go to verse 7, it says, having done verse 6 there, I added that part, right? But having done verse 6, then verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which passed all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the reason why you can be at peace is because you have prayed. Amen? You've prayed. You've made your definite requests. Now you can be at peace. Peace means being free from the ravages of war, right? Being free from the worries and cares of this world. I'm at peace. How can you be at peace? I've prayed. See, I don't just not care about it. I've done what the Word says. I've prayed about it. I've seen the situation. The situation is not good. It's dire. It's, it, could be, and, and it could end in, in disaster. But I've prayed. And if I've prayed, I know that I receive my petitions that where I ask, right? That's what 1 John 5, 14 says. Uh, I, I, that if I know He hears me, I know I have the petitions whereof I've asked. So, so if I ask, I know that I get the petitions that I've asked for. He said, as long as it's in the will of God. Well, do you think it's in the will of God to protect people, to help people, to get people in, in, the, in the full blessings of the Lord? Well, sure it is. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that God wants to bless everybody, right? Well, except for that guy over there, right? Uh, but so if I, do, if, I do verse, if I do verse 6, see, then I can live in verse 7. And, and uh, verse, seven, uh, verse 7 says, uh, let's see if I can find a, a good translation here. Uh, one translation says, uh, that the peace of God will garrison uh, your hearts and minds. Uh, in other words, that you have a, a soldier, uh, a guard called peace that will guard your heart and your mind, right? Because he said you guard and your heart and your mind. Because the, the warfare is in your mind. And some people's minds are just so full of worry. Well, see, if I've, if I've prayed and I've asked and had a definite request and a definite petition, then the peace of God will stand at that door and guard, nope, worry, you can't come in. Sorry, I'm standing guard. Can I come in? Nope, no worry can come in. But see, if you don't do verse, if you don't do verse 6, then that door's wide open. Worry just come flood right back in. 
right? Just come from, uh, and, and you, your whole mind gets consumed with the thoughts of that, that situation. And when your mind gets consumed with that thought of that situation, you have no value to that situation. You can't help it. You're not changing it. Uh, and, and in fact, you're just causing your own self physical grief because worry will cause physical reactions in your life, right? Heart disease, right? Blood pressure, all kinds of things. Uh, just as, as, a, as a physical manifestation of the mental state that you're in. But if you have a, if you have a, a, uh, a guard called peace garrisoning uh, your mind and your heart, th- then that worry of that same situation will not come back. I'm sorry, he's already prayed about that. You can't come in. I'm sorry, he's already made a petition for that particular situation. You are not allowed to come in. People, how can you not worry about that? I haven't even thought about it at all. That guard right there hasn't allowed a single thought to come back in there. Is that what the word says? The peace of God will, will, will keep or guard or stand garrison at your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Well, I'm going to go through it. You'll have to talk to the Lord Jesus about that. Through Jesus Christ, right? Uh, you think they want to go to, to the throne of, of Jesus and say, uh, Jesus, I'm worried. I need to go through. I need to go and worry them. Jesus, he, he won't even say, he just look at him and go. Yeah, he, it's not even worth his time, time to say no. Uh, they're they're going to come and make, I need a petition to go and put worry upon them. Uh, I'm sorry, he's already made a petition about that. Uh, you have no rights and privilege to do that. Is that what it says? See, people, some people are never in peace. Well, I, I can't ever find peace. Well, see, what, what, when, you, when you tell me that, I say, oh, you've not done verse 6. Well, don't, don't judge me. I'm not judging you. The word says if you do this, he'll do that. Well, you know, I want the peace without, without praying. That's not the deal. The deal is you pray and you get the peace. Well, I don't want to pray. I, you know, I, I just want to worry. I, I just need the peace to keep me from worrying. No, that's not the deal. The deal is you've got your part. He's got his part. If you don't want to do your part, he's unable to do his part. Not, he's not punishing you by not doing his part. He's unable to do his part because that's the deal he made. You ever made a deal with somebody? Hey, if I do this, will you do that? Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, if you made a deal with a good person, right, with, with a person who's, who's got character, then you know if you do your part, they'll do their part. Amen? Anybody got any more character than the Lord? No. So you worried about it, then, then peace. And so, so uh, this is a definite request. You, this is not a, you don't have to pray this every day. Because once you've prayed it, see, then the thanksgiving comes. Then when that thought comes about that situation, you go, Lord, I, I'm thank, uh, thankful, thank you that you're dealing with this in your time and how you want to do it. I don't have to go back and repeat my request because remember we, we read in Matthew chapter 6 about vain repetitions, right? About, oh, Lord, I'm going to pray every day for this person. I'm not praying every day for you. I'll pray once for you and then I'll thank, thank God every day for you. Uh, you know, will you pray every day for me? Nope, I ain't doing it. Well, you know, what kind of a pastor are you? I've got things to do, right? I'm going to pray. I have a definite request. Lord, help this person deal with this thing right here. Yeah, and, and, you know, he will help. And then sometimes people will backslide. And you've got to go make another definite request, a petition. That's fine. But see, see remember, what, what, remember, go back to Job. This did Job do continually. Maybe they're doing something. I'm going to go and, and make another sacrifice again today. No, I'm not making no sacrifice for you. I'll pray one time for you. Then I'll be in thanksgiving for you. Right? And then, then I'll see the answer to that prayer come. Praying about it every day is no different than worry. Praying the same thing over and over again every day is no different than worry because you would never get into Thanksgiving that the answer is coming. You know, Lord, in case you didn't hear me yesterday, I'm going to repeat it again. But that's not, that's, that's worry. Amen. And see, it, now the problem with that is it looks like faith, right? It has the appearance of faith, but it's not really faith. 
Because if faith says, I, I prayed about it on January 3rd at 2 p.m. I prayed about it. And so, Lord, I thank you that the answer is coming. Well, why, why isn't it here yet? I don't know. Uh, he doesn't answer to me. He just said, if I do that, he'll do that. You know, and, and the timing is in his hands. Uh, and, you know, we can talk to the Lord about it. You know, uh, have some communication. Lord, anything else I need to do? Uh, situation, you know, let me know if I need to, to intervene. You know, that's fine, right? But as far as praying about it with a definite request and petition, I'm not doing it after the first time. I'm not doing it. He said that, that once I do that, then I, then I move into thanksgiving and my request will be, will, will be uh, given to me. And then in between uh, me praying and receiving that, then peace is going to stand at that door and garrison my heart and my mind. See, worries in your mind, so the peace of God is going to garrison your, your mind to guard against that worry coming back. And, but you'll, you, know, you still see the situation. And when you see the situation and that worry comes around that door, say, no, I've already prayed. Uh, I'm at peace about it. And that, so that's why you're at peace, amen? So we don't want to be people that are uncaring, right? Because that's not the goal. The goal is not to be uncaring. We need to be people who do care, and we see the situation. Then we make a definite request and petition to God, and then he'll deal with it, and so that's why we're thankful. That's the way we need to live as, as a church, amen? Not just, well, I don't care what happens, you know? Well, well you know, other people do care, right? I don't care if the economy goes bad, you know? I mean, just like uh, things like with gas prices, you know? I mean, it's terrible. You see gas prices going up. I'm not worried about it because I know that, that uh, the Lord's my, my provider. But, you know, everybody's not that way. So, Lord, you know, help, help the gas prices come down. I, I don't really care either way. I'm fine. But everybody's not that way. Everybody doesn't know how to believe God for their needs to be met. So, Lord, I'm asking you to intervene and help these gas prices because that's a big expense for a lot of people. Uh, and so we can pray about that. Amen. Uh, and... and, and even if we don't need it for ourselves, because uh, does the Lord provide for us? He does. And so I'm not worried about it either way. What if they triple in price? I don't care. The Lord will provide. Amen. Uh, the Lord's always got my back. But everybody's not there. And so sometimes people need help. We pray for them. Amen. And then we leave it. Then we just thank the Lord. I think you're going to deal with it uh, and let him take care of that. And so we've got a couple other things to talk about in this area, because uh, the, if you want to live worry-free, then these are the instructions that, that the Lord gave to us. Amen. He said, Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Here's how to do that. Philippians 4, 6, 7, and then we get to verse 8, right? Uh, we'll get to verse 8 next week. And then we've got to go over to 1 Peter and look at a couple of things there. But are, are any of these things difficult concepts to understand? Uh, they're not difficult to understand, amen? Uh, they're pretty easy, pretty straightforward to understand. Uh, and, but we're required to follow them, amen? Don't you want to live a life free from, from worry, frets, anxiety? You know, some people that are like world, they got like PhDs in worry. Amen. Folks like that, it's, it's really hard for them to get to this point because a lot, of the, a lot of who they are is defined by their worry. And they have to change who they are because they, they've twisted. They, you remember when we read Old Covenant, right? They twisted, right? The, these vain uh, manufactured thoughts. But it, it's all going to fall apart. And it's really hard to, to, to tear down people's uh, golden calves like that sometimes. They, they want to hang on to them. And some people, it's really hard for them. It shouldn't be hard for them, but for some people, it's really hard for them to give it up. I just can't give up worry. Well, sure you can. Just like that. Five seconds. Uh, this, I'm working on it, blah, 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 blah. It should be five seconds, right? Uh, don't give me that. I'm working on it. Well, how long have you been working on it? 18 years tomorrow, right? Uh, you know, it's just, not, I'm not impressed. I'm working on stop worrying. Uh, and so, 
we can do it though, can't we? Yes. I mean, he said, if he, if he told us to do it, then, then that tells me that I have the capacity and the ability to do it. And so we are without excuse. When we arrive at heaven, the Lord's going, hey, did you change the circumstance? No, Lord, but I worried about it for 18 years. Yeah, uh -oh. uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for the help. Uh, you didn't help the situation at all. I needed you. I placed you in that position to see that, to change it. Amen. Amen. I didn't place you in that position to worry about it and not, and not change it. And I sure didn't place you in that position to just not care about it at all and not do anything about it. I placed you in a position to change it. That's why all of us are on the earth today, right now. He placed all of us in this building, in this time of history, right now, to change our circumstances. We love to complain about the government, right? I mean, you know, you want to just say anything, we just, I mean, we complain all day long, right? We're here to change the circumstance, amen? All the way up to Washington, D.C., which it was, it with, is burning with stupidity, right? I mean, it's on fire with stupidity, uh, and uh, the church needs to change it. The church, amen? We are the ones who are supposed to pray and change it, uh, all the way down to our local governments, amen? Uh, and so, praise God. Let's pray and thank the Lord for your word today. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the promise of heaven. That you, if you made a promise, Father, that you were well able to complete and fulfill everything that you promised. You promised us, Father, that if we would seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, that all these things would be added unto us. And so, Father, you gave us a prescription how to do that. To not fret or have any anxiety about anything, Father, but with prayer and petition, a definite request. Father, we will make a definite and specific request to you. Here's what we want to happen. Uh, and then, Father, because we pray, we, are, we will become thankful people that the answer is on its way. And then your peace will guard my heart. It will guard my mind, Father, to not allow another minute, another second, Father, of worry ever come into my life. And so we thank you for that, Father. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I, 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 I preach myself happy. I love these verses. I love this study because... You know, I, I was not raised this way. Anybody was raised to be like, you know, professional warriors, worry about everything, right? Uh, that's the way the world is. That's the way much of the church is. I, I'm so thankful to see these verses like this. Lord, I, this is awesome. I can live this way and be at peace all the time, right? Not be worried about anything. Uh, and so uh, it is the first of the month. Uh, uh, let's get ready to receive communion today. And then after we receive communion, then, then we'll set up for church meal, right? Amen. Uh, and... Um, so since, since it's a church meal, you don't have to fill up on the communion bread, okay? It's okay. You just, just relax, you know. Some people, you, know, you ever seen people like when they get in, in, a, in, a, uh, uh, in line for a church meal? They, get, they worry. I think someone's going to take the last chicken leg. Uh, and people will do that, right? I think, I, I th I think they got two. I can't believe they got two. You know, just don't worry about it. it there's plenty of food there, Amen. Uh, and, 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 and what would, what would it matter anyway? I mean, you could pray and ask for definite requests and petition. Lord, make sure that, uh, that, uh, uh, Jimbo doesn't get the last chicken leg. That's kind of selfish because maybe Jimbo needs the last chicken leg, right? So, you know, you got to be careful about your definite request to make sure that, that you're not violating the principle of being selfish, right? Maybe, uh, Lord, let Jimbo get all the chicken legs. You know, that would be a much better prayer right there, right? Because that's a prayer without selfishness. Uh, and so, uh, I'm not going to be watching anybody how many chicken legs you get either today too, right? So there's no chicken legs today? Wow. See, there you go. Just soup and sandwiches. All right. Well, but people, people will find anything to worry about though, you know? Uh, it's because uh, that's what the world, what keeps you up at night? Nothing. 
nothing, right? Nothing ought to keep us up at night. Uh, we should sleep. The Bible says that he gives his beloved sweet sleep. Amen? Is that a true statement? Well, I didn't write it. That's what the Lord said. Amen? If it's true, then there should be nothing that keeps you up at night, uh, except for like the fireworks on 4th of July, right? And that you stand up there. And if you go in the first week of August, uh, uh, the earth passes through a, a, uh, 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 some asteroid belt there. You see a bunch of, uh, of uh, shooting stars uh, uh, the first week of August, right? So you step at night and watch that, amen? And, and uh, just a little scientific information, you know, shooting stars are not actually a star, right? It's not actually a physical star, right? Because stars are really big. And if a, a star fell into the atmosphere of the earth, we'd all be in heaven, like immediately, right? And so it's just a small rock, small chunk of rock that's burning up in the atmosphere. So that's your scientific uh, uh, information for today, amen? Uh, and so... So Jared starts uh, uh, being gainfully employed, uh, a tax-paying citizen, a week from tomorrow, amen? And um, he'll have to pray to get out of all the anger. We see all that, you know, they're taking all that money? (laughs) I I think it'd be great if every citizen, see, uh, as a pastor, I'm considered to be self-employed, so I've got to write a check every, every three months to the government, right? I think it'd be great if every citizen had to write a check every three months. For the, for the whole tax that they've been taken out for the last three months, right? Because it's like, you, you don't see it. If it's, so it's like magic, right? Uh, but if every citizen had to write a check for all the taxes they owed every year, man, there'd be a mutiny tomorrow, amen? <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, if they double the taxes, the Lord's still my provider, amen? Uh, and if they, if they do stupid things with my taxes, which they are doing a lot of stupid things with my taxes, the Lord's still my provider, amen? Uh, and so we'll make definite requests, Lord, you got to get some sane people in, in Washington, D.C. And, and he'll say, you have asked for a hard thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but he can do it. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, well, let's spend just a minute and, and thank the Lord for providing us uh, these blessings uh, that, that uh, represents uh, this communion. So, Father, we thank you for this bread which, which represents your body. You said, Father, that, that a body has been prepared for you. A body, Father, that was perfect a body that was worthy, Father, to be a perfect lamb and sacrifice of God. You prepared that body, Father, from before the foundation of the world, knowing that it was necessary to receive stripes upon it uh, so that you would pay for all of our sickness and disease to be removed from our life. So, Father, we thank you that not only did you provide a body for the Lord Jesus, that you gave him that body as he entered into into this earth. And, Father, that it was worthy uh, to be a lamb without spot or blemish to be a perfect sacrifice to you, Father, to pay for all the sickness and all the disease that's ever happened upon this earth. And so, Father, we thank you that if you paid for the sickness and you paid for all the diseases, then I am unqualified to keep them. It is unnecessary, Father, for me to have any sickness and disease because it's been paid for already. And so we thank you for that, Father. And with faith and with thanksgiving, we thank you that by your stripes we are healed in Jesus' name. And, Father, for the precious blood of Jesus, the blood, Father, that washes away all of our sins. And, Father, we stand before you clean, not because of our lack of sin, not because of our perfection, Father, but because you washed us in the precious blood of Jesus. And so, Father, we, we, we hold your blood in high regard that is precious and is blessed, Father. And we thank you for it, Father. And by faith, we declare, Father, that we are free from all sins, all unrighteousness, and made clean, Father, by this blood in Jesus' name.
Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? You know, there's a lot of faith that, that uh, you can exercise just in communion. Amen? Uh, faith to, to be free from all sickness and disease. Free from all the shame and, and the agony of sin. By the, by the kindness of the Lord. Amen? And so, uh, we're thankful for that. Amen? And uh, we'll get ready to receive uh, this morning's tithes and offerings. And, and um, I don't know who's rolling the, uh, the lifesavers over there on the floor there, but... Um, Who's ever doing that? You know, uh, uh, we'll need to pick that up before we eat, uh, eat lunch, right? <laughs> they thought I didn't see it, but it rolled right across the ground over there, right? I saw it, so uh, yeah, I see everything, right? Uh, and so <laughs> uh, the Lord is good, amen? Has the Lord provided for us financially? Has he blessed us with, with good jobs and, good, and, and keen minds to, and strong arms to, to earn uh, finances in this earth? He has, amen? So it's a small thing for us to give a portion of that back to him uh, as, uh, his, as his word instructs us and as his spirit instructs us, amen? So let's thank the Lord for the opportunity to give. So Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give today. It's an honor to give into your kingdom. And Father, we thank you that as, as we give, you said in your word that with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into our bosom. We thank you for that, Father. We give you all praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. We'll come ahead, Mr. Jared, and then... Um, after Jared receives the offering, then we'll get ready to eat. Amen. And um, actually, we'll see if uh, Mr. Bob, would you mind uh, blessing the food when Jared gets finished uh, with his? Uh, that way we can eat and not be waiting on me to, to do something. And so, um, but um, all right, praise God. Well. Um, I think uh, at, tomorrow is tomorrow the fourth. No, Tuesday's the fourth, right? The fourth of July is a Tuesday, so uh, that means we get to eat all the uh, all the hamburgers and hot dogs we want for the next two days, right? So that's a pretty good deal, I think, right? So uh, some people don't like hot dogs. I still like hot dogs, right? Chris makes fun of how I even say hot dogs. I don't even know what it's, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Praise God. All right, Mr. Bob, would you mind blessing the food today? Amen. Well, let's eat.